Welcome to the Improve Your Workflow podcast brought to you by Digital Pigeon. Learn from other creative and media businesses about attracting more work, delivering projects efficiently, getting paid on time and everything in between. Hi there and welcome to episode 13 of Improve Your Workflow. My name is Paul Evans and today I'm chatting with Catherine Moonlandshot. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. All right. Could you tell the listeners what you do and who you do it for? Totally. So I go write books for CEOs and professionals and I also write some books of my own as well. So for instance, earlier this year, my latest book, which was the biography of Jim Penman, who's the founder of like Jim's Mowing and the whole Jim's franchise. I wrote a biography on him and that was published earlier this year. Very cool. Do you have any projects that you can share with us at the moment? Oh, oh, confidential. Probably not a right now. <laughs> no um, worries. Even when I, even when they come out, I'm not really allowed to share them because that is obviously oh, the nature of ghostwriting. Is that I'm the ghost, I'm the writer in the background, making it all happen. Fair enough. All right. So um, let's talk productivity. You're a writer. What would you say is the sort of number one? productivity hack or um, way of getting things done, I guess, quickly or efficiently that you kind of um, use? So I am like, I love this question because I am like overly obsessed with efficiency. (laughs) Like like the way that my boyfriend and I run our household, like like it's efficient to the max. Like we are just, you know, we do our cooking for the whole week. Every Sunday we get it done in like three hours. Like we're just... It's we just love efficiency and we look for it all like um, in our lives, in our business and personal lives. So I think about this a lot and I actually think the biggest thing that's helped me be more productive is being really aware of my energy levels at different times of the day mm. and working to that. So what I find is sometimes it's like I'm lucky in that being a writer and ghostwriting these books, I obviously like, you know, it takes a number of months to ghostwrite a book. So it's not like all my work is always urgent. And I'm always being bothered by things. So rather than having a very reactive workflow, I'm always more of like in control of my workflow and what I'm doing each day. And because of that control, I'm able to really plan things out to work with where my energy levels are. And that means that I'll have a list of things to get done that day. And I won't have a set order that I have to do them in. So when I'm, you know, typically in the morning, but sometimes I get wins in the afternoon or even in the evening Mm -hmm. when I can get the really hard tasks done. And when I get that wind, I really focus on the hard tasks. And when I have a lot of energy and I feel refreshed, I don't spend my time doing the little menial tasks, you know, like invoicing or just checking things or, you know, sending some audio need transcribed to my transcribers. I do that when I'm at low energy and I'm feeling a bit tired. So I really make sure every moment that I'm really, really on, I'm optimizing that for the most productivity possible. And then the moments when I'm not on, I'm still getting work done, but it's all those tasks that are easy to do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes heaps of sense. All right. So a previous guest on our show, um, David Pagotto mentioned Eat That Frog and it sounds like it's a similar um, kind of methodology. Is that right? Yeah. I think the difference or my understanding of Eat That Frog is it's more about doing the hard tasks early in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's not true for me. So sometimes I literally have had it before where it like 9.30 p.m. on a Friday night when normally I would expect myself to be very tired because I've had a very yep. busy week. But <laughs> yeah. I actually started relaxing at 6 p.m. because of said very busy week. And gotcha. then by 9.30 p.m. I've got a second wind and I actually get another massive hour of work done. And so I make the most of those moments. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's talk um, technology. Now, as a writer, I'm assuming there's not 
a huge amount of tech that you need for um, getting the job done, Microsoft Word or Google Docs or something like that. But can you um, tell us a bit about, you know, what the tools are you do to get your job done? Yeah, absolutely. So I have like clients when I also do a bit of book writing mentoring, which is when I help clients write their own books. Mm -hmm. And I have some clients who use Scrivener and absolutely love it. It's a really great writing tool for writing books, but I'm actually really old school and I write all my books in Word. I know it really, really well. I have all these, I have all my favorite ways of using it um, so that I can create that book structure and I just really, really love it. So I actually prefer that. I'm also like, I like the simplicity of it, I think. Yeah. But I also use Google Docs a lot. I use Rev.com for some transcriptions. I use the AI service and then I um, pay someone to correct it because it's not that accurate, (laughs) Um, but it helps. And um, so, yeah, those are the kind of tech tools that I use. Yeah, awesome. All right, we're just going to take a few seconds now to hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Digital Pigeon. Digital Pigeon is the leading file sharing service for creative and media businesses that can't afford to miss deadlines. With a focus on moving large files from A to B quickly and reliably, Digital Pigeon is the tool you can count on where others fail to deliver. Try Digital Pigeon out for free today at www.digitalpigeon.com workflow for an extra long 90-day trial. Now, back to the show. All right, Catherine. Usually the question is, if you could work with one brand that you don't already work with, who would that be? But... I'm going to reframe it to if you could write the book for one brand <laughs> yep. or for one person, yep. who would it be and why? It would actually, I think I would really love to write a book. I'm, I was just thinking like about like iconic Australians that sound amazing. I'd really love to write a book for Hugh Jackman. Okay. Because he's someone who's obviously been a very successful Australian mm-hmm. and everything that I've ever heard about him has just, said he's like the nicest, most awesome, cool, like laid back supportive well, guy in the world. Well. Yep. <laughs> and I reckon working with him would just be like such a joy and an honor. I reckon it would be really cool to get his story out there. Yeah. Okay. Does he not have a book already? No, not that I could see. Okay. All right. Hugh, if you're listening, um, Catherine's ready to write your book. So give her a yell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Catherine, Google can't be the answer to this question, but how do you go about solving problems that you don't know the answer to? So there are different personalities and different personalities go to different places to find answers to problems. So Mm -hmm. there's some people who go to the what and what people often do go to Google. (laughs) Um, There's other people who go to the how. They tend to also go to Google. And then there's other people who go to the who. And I'm a who person. So when I have a problem, I actually mostly don't go to Google, which drives my boyfriend crazy because he doesn't understand that because to him that's like the best place to get everything. (laughs) I actually go, well, I go to him most of the time um, because he's a business owner who is much more experienced than me. And if I have any business-related questions, he's the person I go to. He's... um, and he checks Google. helpful. No, he tends to just know the answer oh, okay, to right. problems. I'm very lucky. He's a great, <laughs> great business mentor. Yeah. Um, but then obviously if it's like accounting or legal stuff, mm-hmm. I go to my accountant or I go to my lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then sometimes it's other, you know, other more interesting questions and there might be other ex- experts or friends who I, who I know who I'll reach out to and say, hey, I've just, you know, come across this. I know you've kind of gone through something similar. X yep. years ago, are you able to give me a heads up? So I tend to go to people. That's where I get my... Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so do you actively pursue growing your personal network to, you know, like attending events and things like that to meet people or is it really just through your just the day-to-day experience that you kind of meet yeah, those people? Yeah, so I used to go to events but I 
I wasn't finding, I guess, the kind of people that I was looking for at those events anymore okay. as my business yep. grew and the problems grew. Yep. Um, I found that a lot of the events, maybe I was going to the wrong events, but I found that a lot of <laughs> events I was going to was people who are very much starting or thinking of starting and I really yep. want to hang out with people who are running big businesses, they know what they're doing, like, yep. you know, they're, they're really making big waves and doing great things. So events aren't really where I go anymore. I actually, luckily, through the work I do, get to grow my network amazingly through my clients because they're yep. really amazing, interesting individuals and I'm so lucky to get to work with them and get to know them as well as I do yeah. on their books. So that's probably the biggest way that I do, but any other opportunity that I ever have to meet people who, you know, have achieved a lot and sound inspiring, I jump at it. Yep. Makes sense. I have that exact same experience when I was starting a business. Yeah, I used to go to meetups and things like that. But um, you get busier and you find that most of the people at these events are also in that same boat. They're just getting started. So yeah, for sure. All right. Catherine, finally, where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, totally. So they can connect with me at my website, but my name is an absolute pain. <laughs> my <laughs> website's katherinewoolenscott.com.au. But the easiest way to find me is to just Google Jim's book, which is the latest book that I wrote. Yep. It's just called Jim's book. It's a biography of Jim Penman. If you Google that, my name will obviously come up as the author of that book and you can easily <laughs> find me that way. Yeah. Um, and then also on LinkedIn as well. Cool. Well, um, put links in the show notes so everyone can find it. But um, thanks for being so much on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, Catherine has so much energy there, doesn't she? My favorite takeaway from today's episode is to be aware of your energy levels throughout the day and get the hard things done when you know you're at those peak levels. I think that's um, some really great advice and something I know I could be more attuned to. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep on delivering. Thanks for listening to the Improve Your Workflow podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Go to www.digitalpigeon.com slash review podcast for more info and we'll add you into our monthly draw to win a Digital Pigeon t-shirt. Bye for now.